Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fans. Happy freaking Wednesday. Hope all of you are enjoying yourself. All you day one listeners, special shout out to you. I want to thank you all for subscribing to the Stacking Slabs podcast, being a part of the Stacking Slabs community on Instagram, and making it happen. Talking with me, giving me ideas, giving me thoughts, sharing your feedback in real time. I got some regulars. You know who you are always DMing me, sliding in, try to get to everyone. It has been so much fun connecting, and I think there's opportunity for everyone to learn every damn day, and that is what I'm doing. I will tell you right now as I'm recording this, recording it a little later on Saturday, there was actually things to do during quarantine for me and my wife. We had to drop off our damn lease. Our, our uh, SUV, our GMC, had to drop that baby off. And you know what? We didn't pick up another ride. One car family over here. We've done it before. We're back at it. We figured, you know what? I'm at home. I'm grinding from the friendly confines. She's away. Quarantine's going on. We're just going to rock it out, see how, how long we can do the one car thing. Like I said, we've done it before, so excited about this. You know, I thought it was going to be like a, a, a multiple-hour process. I figured, you know, they're going to try to pitch us on getting us in another ride, and I was going to have to let them know what time it was, and it wasn't that at all. It wasn't pushy, so shout out um, to, to the dealership on that. It was a decent experience. It actually took longer to get through the car wash and get the car cleaned on the inside than it did to drop off the damn lease, so I got to tell you, that experience is great. Um, didn't have to battle anyone. So a big fan. The day has started off right. As I'm recording this, it's about 4 o'clock in Indianapolis right now. And where I sit in my makeshift office here, converted guest bedroom, um, the, there's a window. And I work up here on Fridays because my wife is home. I'm typically working downstairs. Um, and the sun is just, I forgot when I started recording, the sun just beams down and it is right in my eyes right now. But you know what? Obstacles are a part of this journey and you got to overcome them. So that's what I'm going to do. Just know that as I record this, the light is shining down upon my face as I deliver this performance enhancing audio to all of you. Fired up. You know what's happening on the other side of my recording here and I just can't stop thinking about it is the football matchups this weekend. Obviously, by the time you listen to this and by the time it goes live, we'll have our Super Bowl ready. As I'm recording this, that isn't set. Um, And I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. I don't want to do the predictions game. I don't want to do that because then I'm going to sound like an idiot on the other side when I get them wrong. But what I will say, um, win, lose, or draw, um, this is a, a great weekend for all football fans and whoever you're cheering for and supporting. If you got some cards out there of guys, good luck. If you're trying to sell some guys like, you know, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Brady, um, Rogers, you name it, like, good luck. That's the fun part about sports cards and um, relying on the end of the season stretch 
What I will say, and I'm going to say this just because it was a comment and I felt like it was appropriate. Maybe it's just appropriate to me and maybe everyone else if, if I do say this. So like, what the hell is he talking about? But I am coining Patrick Mahomes if he's, if he, if he's still playing, this works. And if, he's still, if he isn't playing, it works too. Patrick Mahomes is the undertaker of the NFL. You heard it here first. Patrick Mahomes is an, the undertaker of the NFL. So I got to just say right now, I'm going to get the t-shirts rolling. I know, where, where are the damn Stacking Slabs t-shirts? I got to email someone because I just remembered that right now. Where's the apparel? Where's the, where's the flat bills? Uh, the card ladder team's throwing up stuff. Go check out their gear. Their gear's fresh. I, I, I need to order some. Dad hats and goat hoodies. Like, that's what I'm talking about. But anyways, I'm sidetracking myself here. Um, we need to get some uh, Patrick Mahomes Undertaker gear, Stacking Slabs podcast represent. I got to get that going because this is the deal. Mahomes, boy, he just buries people on the field. He is digging the graves and he is making it happen. That's how I feel every time I, I, uh, I watch this kid. You can't knock him out. When he got the concussion and everything, like eyes roll back in the back of his head just like the taker. He's going to keep bringing it. And you know what? This is what I got to say. As I visualize this, I'm thinking to myself, we got a star blast representing. It's a four o'clock time frame. Time to let my hair down. Throw down some uh, potent brain and body fuel. This will kick this episode of Stacking Slabs podcast into high gear, let me tell you. But as I'm thinking about this, um, for certain, Mahomes is the undertaker. He's got his own Paul Bear. Oh, yes. Andy Reid, come on. It's a perfect pairing. The Paul Bear and the undertaker are in Kansas City, and they're digging holes and taking souls. And this is where, where I, I bring it. Like we, if, if, if as I'm recording this, if Mahomes isn't playing, which I think he still will be because he's Patrick Mahomes, the undertaker of the NFL, then it's kind of like in the Royal Rumble, which is right around the corner next weekend. We'll talk about that more. It's kind of like when uh, Take was on the road to WrestleMania 14. Uh, Taker, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels defeated Taker in the casket match. Then Kane, because Kane came out, his brother, that storyline was popping. And then Kane lit the cast, damn casket on fire, and Paul Bear had the urn in the air and was like, Oh, yes, Bear. And so if Mahomes isn't playing, it's kind of like Taker's in the, the coffin and it's on fire, but you know there'll be a resurrection. And if Mahomes is playing, it's kind of like the WrestleMania streak. He's got a little AFC championship streak going. Whatever the hell happens, we're going to have fun, and you know I'll always bring some wrestling fun in the mix. Donruss prices. What in the hell is going on? I don't need to talk about this a lot, but there's a whole lot of greed and a whole lot of lack of self-discipline going on somewhere in the damn hobby. The Donruss product, my goodness, like what do we got going in those things? Like this is just outrageous the way the hobby's rolling right now. Don't get caught up in that train. I sure as hell am not going to. They just got to have just something, something out there that's going to grab you, suck you in and that's a game I'm I'm avoiding in, at any cost. My goodness, what the hell is Prism going to cost? Are we going to have to pull out a second mortgage of our home? Are we going to have to take the kids' college fund to get our uh, silver uh, Lamelo Ball 
rookie cards. Like, what the hell is going on here, man? The chase is the chase is brutal for anyone who likes to rip wax. Who anyone, everyone likes to rip wax. What am I talking about? Don't kid yourself. Don't half step yourself. You know you like it. It's just too damn expensive to do. Shout out if you don't even think twice about it and you just rip it. If you're a true degenerate who gets your paycheck and says, you know what? Screw this. I know I was working this bankroll, but this new hobby box came out and I want to buy it because I want to rip it. I want to smell the wax. I want to just pull the cards. I want to gamble a little bit. I want to try to go for the case hits. If that's you, I got love for you because you think like a, uh, a maniac and it's a high risk and high reward and sometimes you hit and sometimes you don't. But if you're treating your uh, sports card collecting like it's uh, the Bellagio in Las Vegas, maybe we'll hang out sometime and have a hell of a night. That is just, you know, rip some Donruss. Tag sa- slack, stacking slabs. Let's see this happen. My goodness gracious. As I'm jumping off on the intro at the top, these are just kind of some topics that are just on my brain and the Colts quarterback situation. I got to say it because I am campaigning strongly against the hobby community who's out there right now who are trying to slang your Jacob Eason cards and positioning it like he's the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. You need to stop that right now. I told you I was going to bring the energy. Not on my watch, not my team. If Jacob Eason is in your Instagram feed and someone is trying to sell the, sell him and he, trying to position it like he's the next quarterback of the Colts or could be, look the other way. Call him out. Not on my watch, not my team. The Colts right now are a in a situation to win now. Jacob Eason was a late round draft pick with just le- upside. Let's see what happens. There was nothing shown from Jacob Eason this year. Nothing. You think Jacob Eason is going to be the starting quarterback of the Colts next year after they made the playoffs with the roster they have? You got to be kidding yourself. I'm so tired of this stuff. And I got to I got to just shout out man, I forget who who shared this. And if you're listening, say something when this goes live cuz I I feel bad because I love the thought. Someone slid in my DMs cuz I've been ranting about this and said it's just like the Easton Stick situation last year with the Chargers, and I couldn't agree more. Be careful out there. Make sure you're doing the work. I got on the Colts quarterback note, I just want to say thank you, Philip Rivers, for your year of service. Newfound respect, competitor, good dude. I just enjoyed that bridge year. We'll see what's next. I don't want to get too much into the weeds in the situation right now. I'm going to let it play itself out. I've got a lot of thoughts, but I don't want to share it here on the Wednesday episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Managed payments. God, I finally got sucked into the managed payment trap, and I know there's it's like compromised with anything. There's benefits and there's uh, a lot of negatives, but I'm trying to figure this out myself. So I sold four cards this week on eBay, forced to be on managed payments and have – Everyone paid right away. It was like a miracle. Literally, auction ended, paid, auction ended. And then I realized I was on managed payments. The next thing I know it, like I don't have my cash. Two days later, don't have my cash. Understanding that eBay, this helps them save million dollars, millions of dollars and help and understand that, um, you know, you're, you, they take out the fees so you don't worry about that at the end of the month, all the benefits. But like my biggest beef with this managed payment stuff is like I once I get cash, it's usually I'm usually selling something because I want the cash right away because there's another card out there. 
Okay. And like we move cash so quickly in the hobby that any obstacles or new steps or missteps to a workflow that currently always exists, that currently exists, drives me nuts. Like I'm very process oriented and I've got my thing stretched. I've got everything built right now. And these managed payments have me through a tizzy right now. I just got to be patient. I'm not one that's patient. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on managed payments? Your thumbs up, thumbs down. Maybe I just need to sack up and get used to it. Um, I I I saw like a a pretty strong post about like Prism and an observation from the hobby from Conrad Sports Cards that I just want to shout out. This guy I know I've mentioned a couple times. He hustles pretty hard creating content in on Instagram. But he had a nice post, and it was very thought out. And I've been thinking about the insanity with sports cards, especially as prisoner coming out, basketball specifically. And his observations were that, you know, he he talked about there's more of a split market than ever, which is something I've been touching on a little bit with you've got money going into uh, speculation, and you've got money going into legends and how – legends prices are are elevating quicker and um, how some of the speculation is remaining stagnant. And then talking about COVID recovery and the money that the impact that has on the hobby. And then his take on the beginning of the end for base. I thought it was just a very well thought out post. I know it took him a while to, um, to kind of put together um, just, I think it's someone just spending some time doing some stuff. So I think uh, I'm going to call some of those those uh, posts out whenever I see them. Go check out Conrad's underscore sports cards page. Shout out to everyone making it happen on Instagram. Everyone in the hobby community that is uh, just giving back. That's what we need to be doing now more than ever is just give back. It's not about you. It's about the damn hobby. Any way you can give back, leverage your superpowers, help somebody out. I think it's a good time and it's a good opportunity to do this. We need this damn hobby to grow. We need to continue to grow. We need it to sustain no bad actors, more on that later. And just on movement, I put out there this week, sometimes you have to let go of pieces to finance the purchase of something new. This isn't easy for anyone with a collector's mindset, but teaches valuable lessons. The thing is, this thing is a long journey with several different turns. Movement matters. And I think like for me, the big thing there is just like avoid getting stuck. I've talked about just all of my evolutions over the year. I think when you collect certain players, inevitably you've got to feel comfortable and ready to sell cards of those players in order to make different moves. Um, those cards that I referenced earlier were four, uh, were four cards of guys I collect in my PC because it gets down to a point where you don't have a bunch of stuff you don't care about and you have to sell some stuff that you do care about, but maybe you're not married to. So I got out of a couple of Kyler Select pieces and I got a cup out of a couple Seiku pieces on eBay because I just needed needed some cash to make some moves on some other things that I wanted. And I've been really high on wrestling cards right now and just the opportunity. And, um, you know, sometimes you see something that you feel like is a good buy now, and then you just buy it, and then you need to free up and go get the cash to pay for those so you're not eating, eating into your own bankroll and eating into your, you know, the, the money you operate with outside of the hobby. And so that's what happened. And I, I sat there and, you know, I had spent, a substantial portion of money on a couple of cards that I'll talk about a little later. And then for me, it was like, I don't want this money to come out of my, my, my normal living fund and I don't want to go into card debt. So why don't I look at my, evaluate my PC, 
sell some cards that you like, but you get out of and just make yourself feel comfortable with that. I think the more you can make yourself feel comfortable doing that, the easier it will be to consolidate, move up the ladder and get big cards. I've got a ton of slabs right now. Tons. A ton of slabs. I was looking at it before I came in. Just, I don't even know. I should have counted, but a lot. I'm to the point though, it's there. All these slabs are very meaningful to me. They're all cards I really like, but I'm trying to think like, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? And that's why I think like pushing yourself to always think, not get stagnant, really helps you evaluate what, what matters, what means more. Like there's always going to be more. There's always going to be bigger. There's always going to be better. You can go chase that. You cannot. But I just think like one way or the other, the operating with some sort of movement, buying cards that you don't want that you're going to flip. By getting to a point where you have a target where you got to sell some cards you want. Always thinking a movement will make you a better operator in the hobby. The other big thing too that I want to talk about is just overall drama. I feel like there is drama out of, inside the hobby on a regular basis, which is a part of any big market, big industry. There are going to be sides. There's going to be good. There's going to be evil. There's going to be people you like. There's going to be people that you don't like. There's going to be takes you like, takes that you don't like. We're all, this, it's human nature to fall into this trap. It's human nature, not a trap, but it's human nature to think like this. Think you fall into a trap when you start spending a lot of time focusing your energy on what you don't like. Then all of a sudden you become very negative. And we don't like negativity in the hobby. You know why we don't? Because this is a damn escape. And I said participating in the hobby is more enjoyable when you block out the noise. Noise for you might not be the noise for someone else. Don't try to save people. Be helpful. Nobody has time for cardboard drama. Let me talk about not saving people. I got a couple comments on what does that mean? Not saving people is worrying about yourself, not feeling like you need to convert everybody in the hobby to be someone who is collecting Steph Curry parallels because you think it's a good investment or collecting wrestling cards because you think it's a good investment or mad because they're they're spending money on base cards because that's what the rest of the market is. No, like that's like, don't give a shit about that. Like worry about yourself. Like people are going to operate the way they think they know is right. And it's, it's on us. Like we can just educate, but it's not like worry about yourself. Worry about where you're going. Worry about where you're, you're headed. Help out when you can. But like there's always going to be something happening in this hobby that is, is not, is, it looks a little funny to you. And I think with any growing industry and any growing market, that's the way it's going to be. There's different types of operator operators. It's, it's hard, it's hard, but it's time wasted. Like you're not going to change people. I think like my, my, as I reflected back, you know, going into the season and I, or season, it is a season, I guess we're in a new year, but I, I really spent some time reflecting and thinking to myself, like, you know, how can I change this year to, I, I have so much joy with the hobby. I have so much joy with the relationships I have. I have so much joy with this podcast. I don't have joy when certain people are showing up in my feed. I don't have joy when I see certain things happening. And my like big, my big thing going into this year was block out the noise. Don't worry about what other people are doing. If someone's pissing you off, unfollow them. If someone is being aggressive on your DMs or continue to spew negativity, block them. Like, don't give a shit about them. Like who they're like, think about this. Like everyone likes cards. Not, you're not going to like everyone. So just like block out the noise. And I'm telling you, like the more I focused on my PC learning 
spending time connecting with people that I appreciate, the more fun I'm having. And that's just feedback for all of you, stacking slash family, everyone who's out there listening. Like, don't get caught up in the the drama. Don't get caught up in that. Like, I know this on text threads. I know this can this can happen, and people start to stirring up stuff. And you can't stop people from sharing their opinions, but you can if someone starts stirring up an p- opinion about someone or drama related. Like, and it and it doesn't and it's it's setting you off. Like, just close out and go do something else. Go back to the thread, and things will be all right. Take a deep breath. Enjoy this damn hobby. It's a special hobby. The best. It really is. There's so much to do and so much fun and potential. God, don't focus on the negativity. I want to shout out some people that are making me happy in the hobby, and that's what I always try to do is focus on the damn good. So shout out to my man, Kyle, from the Wax Museum podcast. Just continuing to create really unique, beneficial, great content. He had a just amazing like take on the Donruss 2012. Go listen to his last episode. And just his thoughts and like what he does, he doesn't try to tell you what to do. He just shares what he's hearing. And I think he's spending time talking to different card store owners, trying to investigate, trying to understand like mentality and why these prices got the way they are. And I think he shares the information very fair. And I I just recommend checking out his podcast. So I just want to shout him out. Also to Wax Pack Hero Mike had. Kyle on this week, and it was just a great conversation. Two guys I really like in the hobby. I want to thank um, Max uh, for an awesome episode on Friday at the Hobby Hustle. Putnam cards, basketball card therapy. I got so many, so much good feedback on that, and I just anytime I bring in, bring on someone with like Max, people enjoy it because the good always stands out in the hobby, and I'm excited. This Hobby Hustle, I'm bringing on my man Jeff Pack Geek. We're gonna have fun. I can't. I've just been admiring his collection. I love his high end pieces of some modern stuff. I just, I think, you know, he creates good content. He's got a fun collection. He goes deep. He's got a lot of passion. So I'm excited to bring him on and and, and talk about, you know, what's going on. I also want to give it up to uh, the crossover squad for I, I DM'd them about this. I DM'd Chris. I DM'd Josh, and I DM'd Christine. I put them all on a thread. I just said, thank you for putting the crossover on iTunes. I love it. I'm a podcast guy. We're listening to a podcast right now. Like YouTube, I just like don't, it's rare. Like I I watch YouTube of people that I like, but it's rare for me to like spend a lot of time on YouTube because I'm on the go. I'm moving. I'd rather listen than watch. So I'm, I, I listen to the crossover um, from this past week and just listen to it in chunks. It was awesome. It was like my Monday and Tuesday was just consumed of just that show because it's such a damn good show. I want to thank them. They like had a special shout out for me, which was just meaningful and it, ma- it made me feel good. And I'm just glad people appreciate what I'm doing. Um, there's so much goodness going on in the hobby, everyone. Like, let's be positive, like jump on and embrace the goodness of uh, learning from others connecting with people that are like-minded, learning from people that aren't. Like, It is a time to hit reset, be refreshed, and drink it all in, man. Oh, man. Segue into wrestling. I mean, as I'm dropping this, it is freaking my favorite week. Ah, 
my favorite ah, it's my it's one of my favorites i love the royal rumble i've been to the royal rumble the last three years i went to the royal rumble in san antonio talked about it saw that aj styles and freaking uh, uh john cena banger best match i've ever seen live 2017 Randy Orton won that rumble kind of out of nowhere that surprised a little of a few people out there. Um, let's see. That was 20. Was that 2018? Let's see. There was that one. I'm trying to jog back and remember them all. Then I went to Phoenix. No, shoot. That was 2017. Then I went to 2018 in Philly when Shinsuke won and it was the first women's Royal rumble. Yeah, that's right. And then 2019 um, was, 2019 was Phoenix. That was Phoenix. And then 2020 was Houston. Man, I, and this is the first Rumble. I'm, this Rumble stretch, first Rumble that I haven't been to in four years, which is okay. It's, it's you got to adapt. I'm going to do it up big, though. I cannot wait for this Sunday. It's more unpredictable than ever. This one's going to be dedicated to Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. This one's going to be dedicated to Pat Patterson, the creator of the Royal Rumble match. It's going to be banana. I can't wait. I'm going to be fired up on Sunday. I love the Royal Rumbles placed in between the conference games and the Super Bowl. I'm going to do it up. I got a Zoom call going with a bunch of my degenerate wrestling buddies. I sent out that invite this morning, put an email together, and got everyone fired up. It's going to be fun. I love wrestling. I love it so much. Speaking of wrestling... One of my big rabbit holes, and I should not have brought in the GOAT of wrestling card collecting, David Peck. I should not have interviewed him because ever since I talked to him, I have just been in this rabbit hole of looking at wrestling cards. And I just want to say I got two. I shared some of this on Instagram. But one set that is a special set is the 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble set. Ironic that it's Royal Rumble or not? Maybe. But the, this set is fun. It is set. It, this set is fun, significant, and meaningful because of it's got four rookies in this set that are considered the true rookies from the market of these performance. You got Batista as Deacon Batista. You got Randy Orton, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. So I got a little nervous. I got a little nervous after I talked with David Peck. I got a little nervous after Gary V started talking about wrestling cards again. I got even more nervous when I started looking at the pop reports of these cards. So I've been sniffing around getting one of these John Cena or Brock Lesnar uh, slabbed up rookies for a while. Well, two came up. So this was the move I had to make to buy these cards immediately, not even think about it because I believe so much in them, and then sell off a couple Kylers and Sekus. So I bought PSA 9, John Cena, population 22, 10 higher, Brock Lesnar, PSA 9, population 13, 5 higher. That's crazy. Been out since 2002, low pop. When I heard David Peck say that he had several years ago ripped some uh, boxes of the, this product and you know the cards were stuck together did not get any good grades like it made me it it gave me a little anxiety because I was like oh man I gotta jump on this because I want these cards so I got them and 
I just think like John Cena is one of the 10 biggest draws of all time in wrestling. He is a crossover superstar. He is going to be a part of maybe this WrestleMania, maybe the Hollywood WrestleMania. Um, just he is the Hulk Hogan of a lot of generations. He really is. And just big crossover star. And then Brock Lesnar, combat, draw, like, I just needed these cards. So I bought them, and I am so happy to have them in hand. They are just, as a wrestling card fan, I feel like a lot of people are caught up on the 97 Cardinal set right now. I get it. But this 2002 set, Flair Royal Rumble, it's nice. A lot of impact. So I just got done. I asked, actually, before I bought these cards, I asked, I shot um, David a note, and I just said, hey, man, like, have you seen boxes of this pop up? And he's like, no, I haven't seen anything of it for a long time. So that validated that I probably wouldn't have a good chance to grab any of these. Then Top Load Tank 2009, I did a Facebook Live where I talked about my Cena card. He DM'd me and he said, thank you so much for doing that live. And I was like, yeah, no worries, man. I just try to bring awareness to wrestling cards and talk about them. He's like, well, I had seen, you know, these wrestling cards at my hobby shop and I went, they had like five packs of 2002 Royal Rumble cards randomly that he had seen and he saw my video and I was like, oh my God, dude, that rules. Here's what you're looking for. And I go, what'd you pay for those? Three bucks a pop. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So he spent, he didn't hit on any of the rookies, but he spent 15 bucks for a chance to hit on those. And gosh, you can't find that kind of bargain anymore in the hobby. That's why I, I love wrestling cards. It's a good place for me. Um, I want to call out kind of a not-so-fun incident of something that happened in the hobby um, this week. And I asked, um, I asked the, uh, the person impacted by this if I could talk about it. Um, and he was totally cool with it. So uh, he actually posted about it in his stories. Um, but I'm going to talk about a Seabass's uh, card collection who's in my group. SM card collection. He's in my Peyton Manning group. He had a Peyton Manning National Treasures 101 autograph that was um, trying to make sure I have the story. He was sending it to Beckett to get slabbed up. And Beckett sent it back and there was no card. And basically what had happened is somebody had stolen the card in the process of it being out there. Now, you know, there was some investigation being done and it looked like it was an inside job, perhaps at the FedEx. The card was then seen on Facebook group being sold with a name associated to it. And it was seen listed on eBay. Now, it looks like the right people are on this. Hopefully the bad guys get caught. Hopefully Seabass gets his card back and the story is great at the end of it. But I wanted to bring it up on this show because I just think this is hard in this situation, but we all need to protect ourselves and be as vigilant as possible to know that there are a lot of bad actors watching this market and this hobby. And you just got to be careful. Be careful anything you do because this industry is growing. There's a lot of money and there's more attention and there's going to be people that are trying to take advantage of us and our cards. So... The more we can bring awareness to situations that happen that aren't so great and hopefully tell a good story at the end of you know people getting their cards back and other people getting prosecuted, 
then we should be doing that. So just be careful. All right, let's jump into mail. Rave collect, Seku or Se- Steph? That's a question. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm collecting them both. Obviously, they're both very different players. One's a, uh, a major prospect. The other's a proven talent. I think it is safer for me to put my money in Steph Curry. Hapa collects, are special edition packs cards going unnoticed slash Cyber Monday, Black Friday, guessing like Panini Instant. I don't think they're going unnoticed. I'm just not sure they have a big place in the hobby if you're looking to flip those or make money off of them. Uh, I Still TBD. All right, mostly 90s basketball cards. Do you log or track all of your purchases and sales? Um, this one I think came up a little bit ago. I'm not as habitual about it as I was before. Um, you know, if I need to look at something, it'll probably be in card ladder. If it's not in card ladder, I check it on I check it on eBay but of what I bought it for, but I'm not keeping a spreadsheet right now. Darth Brizzo, UFC, WWE crossover cards. Do they have potential? Obviously, I talked about Brock Lesnar. I think Brock Lesnar someone who can. Um, I, I spent some money on his Royal Rumble rookie card. I think, you know, I wouldn't look too far past Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey in terms of gains, but I think those two could certainly see uh, gains over time. Uh, for the love of cards, my slabs, any experience? I do not have any experience with my slabs. If you like my slabs, let me know. Are you having fun on that platform? Are you finding cards? Do you find? I know we talked last week, and uh, Max talked about just having um, diversity with the platforms you sell on. If you like my slabs, let me know. Um, card hunter ninety six asking about Kawhi Raptors cards. I think that's a good idea. I think even though it was only one year, he did win a ring. If you find some parallels or find potential, there will always be people in Toronto that are going to remember that memory. And Kawhi is certainly a top person, if not the person, maybe Lowry, but you can associate that ring with. So don't overthink it sometimes. All right. I think scope is important. I put out narrowing the scope can be powerful. Typically time spent will be on stuff you like and you're passionate about. This will lead to better preparation. When you're better prepared, you can anticipate buys and sells. The work pays off. The work will pay off, but start with focus. I think about my beginnings in the hobby and how I just bought everything that everyone else was putting out there. And I'm glad I got through that. I was fortunate because when I was doing this, everything was going up tremendously. So whatever I bought, I was making $200, $300 off of or whatever the margins were. Um, But then I think as I got focused, I started thinking about what makes me happy, starting from basketball, football, wrestling. Okay, who are the players within those sports that make me happy? How can I do a little prospecting, but then put my rest of my money in legend? So I just think like going through these evolutions and focusing and refocusing is really important. Like there's so many good player collectors out there. There's so many cool team collectors out there. There's unique collectors like David Peck on the wrestling card front bringing life and getting ahead of the 82-83 Wrestling All-Star set. I think it's just important at the end of the day to spend your time, money, and energy on things that you care about that not necessarily doesn't mean that someone else does right now, but it's something that makes you happy and something that over time you think might gain a little value. The more you can narrow the scope on this like massive big market that we're operating in, the more fun you're going to have. It kind of goes back to blocking out the drama and blocking out noise. Focus in just 
do whatever you can to spend time with the damn cards that make you happy. All right, let's freaking close this show out. The fuel that keeps the, this hot, this thing humming is the crazy transaction. Generosity and kindness to your fellow collector is the fire that takes this industry to the next level. This is very challenging to see day to day. Don't be greedy. Treat people well. Let's grow. My sentiment with that take is that it is so difficult to get caught up in the flavor of the week, the new story, um, the new cards, the new trends, everything that's happening with the ridiculous prices of cards. Um, You've got Top Shot going off. It's not even cards, but people want to talk about it like they're cards. I don't know. Shit is crazy. Not for me. But like all these things are popping up and they're going to continue to go up. They're going to go down. But I think like if you're having fun, giving back and being kind, it sounds easy, but just being mindful of that will go a long way in the hobby. We're all in this because it's an escape. We're all in this because we, we're passionate about it. We're all in this because it makes us feel good. The more you can take some of that energy and give back to other people, the, the more fun we're all going to have and the more this hobby grows. People want to hang out and spend their money in places and communities that make them happy and get their mind out of the day-to-day trials and tri- tribulations of everyday life. That is just some feedback that I really want to leave everyone with. We have an important job. We have a job to keep this hobby sustainable. We have an important job to keep uh, this hobby safe. We have an important job to hold people accountable. We have an important job to make people believe in this market. So we can continue the momentum and cards will continue to boom if we all just be mindful of each other and not just think about yourself. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all are having fun. Thank you so much for being a part of Stacking Slabs family. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell a damn friend about this podcast. Tell them that I am bringing it each and every week. I do appreciate that. Enjoy the damn Royal Rumble if you are. Let me know who you're pulling for. I'd love to start that conversation. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I'll talk to you real soon.